So it was back several years ago, uh, my wife and I went on a trip. I had a week-long training down in Memphis, Tennessee, <clears throat> and uh, when we go to places, we like to try and do what the locals do, and of course, when you go to Memphis, Memphis is known for barbecue, right? So we wanted to eat where the locals eat, so I went and I asked the guys that I was with in the training. Now, they were all from the Memphis, uh, that whole county school district. There was probably four or five other guys having the same training that I was. And each one of them uh, told me an opinion. I went down. I said, so where would you get barbecue? I ain't want good barbecue. I want Memphis barbecue. So they went down, and each of them told me a different place. And they're like, yeah, you could get it there. You could get it there. You could get it there. So after probably four or five different places, I said, so where would you go? And they said, we wouldn't go any of those places. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, well, where would you go? And they said, I don't know if you want to go there or not. And I said, well, I do. I want to go and have the barbecue that you would eat, not just some uh, person that comes and visits. I want to have the local stuff, the good stuff. And they said, well... We'll try. We don't, have, we don't think there's an address to this place. But it's, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is, you, you've at least piqued my interest, right? So they showed me, they took a map on their phones, and they Google mapped it and showed me the red dot and said, if you can find this spot, this is where you get barbecue. Okay? They said, when you get there... There's a hole in the wall with a guy behind the wall, and he'll give you barbecue through the hole in the wall. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Sounds strange. Uh, but again, I want to eat like the locals eat. So we went off a road, and we went beyond a school district where they would go. And then we went out into some territory beyond Memphis that I don't think normal travelers go to unless if they're lost you could see a lot of old houses there a lot of little what looked like sharecropping little teeny tiny houses along the way um, and it was a different sort of neighborhood for sure and we finally pulled up on this map to a little tiny white building and in the front of the white building there was a parking lot probably for two or three cars and it said store on it. That's it. No name, no nothing, just store. And there was grease running down the driveway under a barbecue. Just, a, just puddles of it running everywhere. So I go inside, and uh, my wife stays in the car. We had a rental car. <laughs> Two or three people were looking at me like, you don't belong here. And I agreed, but I wanted this barbecue. I went all the way out here to get it. So I walked in the store, and I said, trying to think of the best way I could get this guy to give me good barbecue, and I said, I was told by some local people that this is the best place in Memphis to get barbecue. Do you have barbecue? And he said, well, what do you want? I feel like I'm making some sort of deal here. I just want a sandwich, right? I want a barbecue sandwich. So he goes back to a hole in the wall, and he comes back behind that hole and hands me a barbecue sandwich 
And he says, do you want a big one or a little one? That's it. That's the menu. Big or little barbecue. And so I said, I want one big one and one little one. And he hands me this stuff. And he said, you're from New York, aren't you? I'm like, how do you know this? I mean, because I obviously don't belong in this place. You know? and, he, and he looked at me and he could see out the old screen door. And even the plates on the car weren't New York plates because it was a rental. But he said... There's two plates on it, and that's how I know. We don't have rear, we only have rear plates here on the car. And I'm like, well, I, I hope you don't know any more about me. I just want barbecue. <laughs> Everything in the whole store was covered with an inch of grease and dust over top of all, all the stuff. And I pulled out a moon pie because they said that's what you eat with barbecue. And, that's a <laughs> and an RC Cola. So brought it out into the car, and uh, we drove away, thought, we really just don't belong here. We should not eat in this parking lot. We need to go. We need to go somewhere else. And as we're driving, I pull out that barbecue sandwich, and my thought was this. This is the most amazing barbecue I've ever eaten. Even if I die, it's a good way to die. I'm okay. <laughs> it was an okay way to die. I'm okay with it. So, but there's times you feel out of place. When you're a traveler in a place where you don't really belong and you know it, there's that feeling of, I just shouldn't be here. Or, I need to watch my back when I am here. And I, that was one of those places where it was. Now we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. Talking about the Lord's Prayer. Last week we started the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to turn uh, to the Lord's Prayer. And here we're going to go to Matthew chapter number 6. Now remember, the Lord's Prayer is not necessarily to teach us the exact words to say, but Jesus, when asked, how do we pray, Lord, said, here's the things you need to pray about. I'll give you an example of what you need to pray about. And so we talked about last week, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So approaching God to begin with in the right way is important with it. But let's read the whole prayer again. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And probably every one of you in your head could say that. Or most of you could say that in your head. The idea is not just to be able to repeat it, but to be able to pick apart sections of it and understand what the core is behind it. All right? What are we talking about? So we're going to pick that next one after our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're going to look at thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. <clears throat> and so, when we do that, we need to start with something different. Because God isn't saying, 
Jesus is saying, I, my, I want the God's kingdom to be here. All right? So we need to understand a little bit more about that. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 to start our understanding. Hebrews. Chapter 11, verse number 1, as we look at some of the core of what we are talking about. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are, are seen were not made of things which do appear. Again, we think this is Paul's writing, and Paul has a lot to pack in a couple of verses here. He always does. But he's beginning to talk about faith, and the importance of faith. What is faith? It is substance. substance that comes from your hope. Okay? And substance is something you can touch and feel. It's real. Okay? It's something that is uh, understandable to us. Hope is this belief, this thought that something good will come out. Alright? We have hope for something. Then we know and we believe in our mind that that's going to happen. And when we talk about the kingdom of God, there is a couple of facets that we need to touch on with the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is based much in hope and faith. All right? So the facets of that are the now and the later in the future. Now we have hope in both things. But we need to understand, first of all, that Christ's kingdom is in, in happening right now. It happened since the day Christ died on the cross. He began to build the kingdom. Since he established the church, the kingdom was being built. And then, when he says, thy kingdom come, and we'll look at how that happens, all right, also... There is the kingdom in the future. So now it is growing, and later it will be fulfilled. Later it will be fulfilled. We'll get to some point where his kingdom, we know it's coming now, and we have the belief and the faith for that, but we also have this to know that there's hope that something is beyond that's coming beyond what we are existing in today. So how do we know that? Why do we have faith? Well, right now, and I would say even more so now, and probably more so each day, there's a terrible imbalance in this world. As mankind's depravity seems to swell and swell and swell, and... Before, you could always look and say, well, it's over somewhere else. It's over there. It's over there. Oh, boy, that's terrible. There's no getting away. It continues to increase, and it touches our lives all over the place. 
It is swelling around us. It is like a storm. It is a great big flood coming through. As we continue to approach the times of the end, we see that true and real things sort of seem to have less and less power in this world. That's what it appears to be. And lies and hatred and greed and anger and oppression and thoughtlessness and disobedience, all of those things seem to be swelling. And I know there's a quietness because you all feel it. Every day you feel it and you start asking your questions in your mind like, how how are we here? How did we get here so quickly? Why did this happen? We are living in the times when mankind is allowed and sin and God says begins to release his check that he has on sin, and we see it grow and grow and grow. And it doesn't take long, right? It was just a few generations from Adam to Noah. Just a few generations. It doesn't take long as we see it, and it becomes very real in our lives. And at that point, there has to be something inside of us to say, despite that, we have hope. Despite what we feel all around, we know there is a different reality. We know there is something that we long for that's not what we're feeling all around us. That's where faith comes from. We long for something. We long for for truth. We long for goodness. We long for righteousness. These are all characteristics of God, right? And his kingdom. We say when God's in control, this seems like this is how it should run. The world should run like that. And yet we know from many places in the Bible that evil will grow in the end times. As we get closer and closer to the end day, and I don't know when that is, I could never tell you. Okay, We don't know, but we know it approaches. And we know that these things will increase as time goes on. And so there is a longing or a hope that there is something beyond that. Because if that's all that there is, then there is no hope. If that's all that there is, if there's no hope in God, then what are we doing here? If there is no hope... In God, then we are hopeless, miserable, no place to go. We have to have the hope in God. And here is what Jesus says about the kingdom. Now, I've told you there was a now where it's growing and a later where it's fulfilled. Let's look and see what Jesus says in Luke chapter 17 about his own kingdom. Luke chapter 17, go to verse number 20. 
Luke chapter 17, verse number 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not without observation. In other words, you'll see it. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteneth, lighteneth out of one part under heaven, shineth unto the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. All right? So we are going to see something in the days, he says, what you should understand about it is the kingdom is constantly growing. He said, this is inside of you. There's something that's happening inside of you. When the Spirit of God touches a person inside, the kingdom grows. All right? And that is people who are out wandering amongst the earth, seeing that there is hopelessness or feeling a hopelessness, looking for something, come to a place like this. One of many, many, many places that God has put on this, this earth and says, where can I find hope in this time? That's what we're here to do. That's our mission is the now, right now, is to give people something to look for, that hope of the substance to come. And that's how we talk about how God grows inside of us, how, how we can seek after God and not stop looking for him, how we choose him versus the things of the earth. All right? And as we do that and we, our friends see what happens to us and the coworkers and the people around us, all around us see and say, that person is a little different. They don't seem to be hopeless right now. My friends, people around the world are frightened, scared, hopeless. And, and we have in our grasp, in our hands, an answer, the answer for them. And so it is our purpose here as a church to speak to the world. And yes, the church speaks to the world as a whole. But how does the church speak to the world? Well, we, we have services and we have things like that. But how do people come in? That's from us out in the world. Us living in the world. Us going to the restaurants and to work and school and all the things that we do. And yes, we're surrounded by many people who do not have that same hope. And so it is our mission, our purpose to be here to help that growth now, to say, you know what, I understand what you're feeling, and I can tell you God helps with that. God is the only way to help with that. There is hope. 
And so to understand the kingdom that comes, and this is where Jesus says, it's like it was in the days of Noah. It won't seem like anything is happening. It didn't seem like anything was happening that the moment that God shut the ark up until the rain came. They all went around, did their things in their life, and it will continue that way until the end. And he says, just like lightning comes across the sky, you see that that happened. You see it. Sometimes you see those bright lightning strikes that it's so bright you can hardly look outside just for that flash of a moment. And that's the way God's kingdom happens. You can't tell where it's going to happen. You don't know who it's going to touch. But you do know God is at work. And you do know there's mighty power there. And you don't know how or when it will happen. But you can be sure that God is in control of what he wants now. His kingdom coming. And so that's our task and our job right now. Our mission is to help grow this. As we go out into the world, we have the fruits of the Spirit, the things, okay, that God is like. We want to go out there and do those things. To be truthful when others will not be. To be kind and merciful when others will not be. And to draw men to Christ through his characteristics. So we do that and we prepare... As a bride, okay, as a bride for the wedding, because there will be a day that Christ's kingdom will come, that future, that later when it is fulfilled. And that's another thing, to pray that Christ's kingdom comes on this earth, that the fullness of everything that God wants to happen will happen. And then one day, after our daily battles have continued and continued and continued, one day it says in the book of Acts that Jesus will come just like he left. All of a sudden, he will be here instantaneously, and it will be finished. He will come, he will take his bride... And that is another thing we have to learn to long for, all right? To long for the bridegroom. To long for the coming of Christ. To long for the day when he will set things right. Not out of anger and not out of judgment do we long, but we want to long because we love God. We want to have the right hearts as we approach the world and live as long as God has put us here and do the things that God wants us to until the day when God says it's the, it's the time, it's the moment. And we long for that time when we can be together. So there are two things we long for. This is what we need to think about, and it is a battle sometimes. Because you don't always feel it. That's the thing. Right? You don't always feel that. We have battles. We have struggles. As we walk through this world, as we do the things we do, it seems we make our days are filled with choices. All sorts of choices. And there are times when we feel out of place. Now, personally... 
probably in the last couple of years, I've felt more and more out of place in this world. That's not a bad thing, though. That might be a good thing. If I can learn to long for the things of the kingdom that are coming and not long for all of the distractions in this place, in this world, all the things that are happening all around me, and not try to bury my head, but get up and say, have hope, have faith. We will have substance. There's real true substance in spiritual things. In fact, it's the most true. It's the most real. Because all of the rest of us fades away. Right? All of the rest of us gets old. And I'm not old yet, but there's parts and pieces of me that feel like it sometimes, I think. <laughs> I set up an eye appointment with Rhonda, and she saw me one day looking, and she says, you're going to get him, aren't you? I'm like, bifocals, yeah, because that's <laughs> It's going to happen, and it does, and we all fade as time goes on. But the things that we need to have strengthened are the deep things of the kingdom of God, our faith, and know that the substance that we long for is here. And that's why Jesus says, pray thy kingdom come. Long for the things that are real and true, the things that are heavenly, all right? And they feel very foreign sometimes as we walk through this world. And yet we want them, we want this world to feel foreign. We want to be in this world like I was in Memphis looking for barbecue and saying, I don't think I belong here, all right? And everybody knows it, that I don't belong here. That's okay. That's a good thing, to not feel like you belong in this world, but to look for, to continue our mission, and call and ask for, Lord, thy kingdom come. In whatever way you would use me today, in whatever way you would use me tomorrow, and however you choose to get there, let it be thy kingdom come. And that's the second uh, phrase. We'll look at the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Amen.